0: Hello and welcome back to the Indivisible DFW podcast. Uh, My name is Jay Malone. I'm your host, as always. Um, So this morning, very fortunate to sit down with uh, Terry Vermea. She's from Battleground, Texas, and she recently took over as the regional coordinator up here. Um, she's been doing some really good work, so thought that we'd sit down and have a chat, and talk about what Battleground is and what they're doing. So Terry, thanks for sitting down with us.
1: Thank you for having me, Jay. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So Terry, how long have you been involved in in you know progressive politics?
1: Um, so staff wise, like on staff, I've been uh, I started in 2014 with Battleground Texas. Actually, that's where I got my start. But um, I volunteered on on uh, some races before that. Um, but I started actually organizing in 2014. And what inspired
0: you to get involved at that level?
1: Um, so one of the things that was a big um, inspiration for me was um, I came from a single-parent household. And so um, as you grow up, you realize like that there was a lot of reasons why you got to where you were. Um, mainly, I had a great mother, obviously, but also because there were... Um, you know, policies that were put in place by, by progressives that helped me get to where I was, um, you know, whether it be health insurance and things like that. Um, so I decided that, that I wanted to help candidates like that, that helped people like me and families like mine. Um, and so that was a big, big reason why I decided to get into this field and, and work for progressive candidates.
0: So do you have a, like a, a figure, like a, a political hero
1: well, Hillary Clinton obviously was my first political hero. Um, she's, you know, she's one of the reasons why I had uh, health insurance. You know, she fought for the CHIP program, and that's uh, how I had health insurance when I was younger. Um, but just, you know, she was doing things that weren't cool um, long before it was cool to do it. And so, um, you know, she fought for a lot of different um, issues and, and policy and and. You know that's she's definitely one of my heroes
0: and you're originally from San Antonio right
1: I'm actually from the Rio Grande Valley okay so um, yeah and one of my other political heroes I guess uh, though and one of the first uh, races I, I helped out on was a house district race um, back home um, in house district 36 um, my best friend Aunt, her name's Sandra Rodriguez she uh, actually Um, Ran there and that was one of the first uh, races I actually volunteered on and it was really cool to to get to to, You know partake in that
0: Okay, so you do have a few Texas political heroes, too.
1: Yeah, definitely and Wendy Davis, obviously
0: (laughs) so I think a lot of people um, know the name Battleground Texas, uh, but they don't know really what it is. Yeah. So like, can you explain a little bit more about what Battleground is?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, Battleground actually got started in 2013 um, and it is a grassroots organization. Um, look, And it looks to build, um, you know, infrastructure. Um, it looks to build solid databases um, to make and to also build excitement around Democratic candidates to make texas a competitive competitive state um and so um you know the numbers are in our favor and and uh we're just working hard and it's a long-term uh plan that we we that we started and so we're just really committed to making sure that 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 we hit our goal um every year
0: when you say the numbers are in our favor what, what does that mean
1: um demographics wise um you know most uh, half the pop the population here is, is are female and half are minority. So um, you know, based on those numbers, we we should be competitive, and that's what we're working towards.
0: You know, I think that you know when you think about the demographics of the state. Um, you look at Texas; it's um, it is majority female, just like most states. A slight majority. Um, it's a minority majority state. Um, there's a, a massive Latino uh, population, um, but at the same time, Greg Abbott won by over 20 points versus Wendy Davis. So, you know, a lot of people do think that the demographics will inevitably shift things in favor of progressives. But looking at recent elections, that hasn't appeared to be the case. So, what what is it that you think could move that? You know, as the demographics continue to shift,
1: um, one of the things I think is the candidates that are running, right? Um, and I think when you have a candidate that aligns with your your ideals and your values, that's um, something that's very important. I think to winning elections, obviously. Um, and you but think yeah. this is a
0: problem that we've had recently is not having candidates that, that fit that?
1: No, I, I don't think that's actually a problem because the candidates that we've seen, especially the female candidates, have been really strong candidates um, and they've had great resumes. Um, but, you know, that is something that I think we're going to continue to, to look into and, and really have to figure out, you know, what is happening with that because we do have great candidates that are running, um, great female candidates. And, uh, that's something that, that, um, I really don't know the answer to cause that's it. it I don't know.
0: Well, I think that if, uh, if you knew the answer to it, then uh, that we would be having a very different conversation yeah, exactly. because then we'd be winning elections. Um, so I guess this is, this is something that when, when we think about, you know, North Texas in particular, um, one big problem here has been recruiting candidates. So we've right. had some really good candidates here. Victoria Niave is, is yeah. a great example, um, who was successful. So I guess she kind of fits with the mold of what you're talking about, yeah. you know, put a candidate forward, it fits those values. It's a strong candidate and she wins. But at the same time, like, you know, you look across all these house districts and we didn't have candidates in the majority right. of them. Um, so when, when you're talking to people and trying to to encourage them let's let's talk about actually like those candidates like how are we going to you know identify those candidates and encourage them um, to, to to jump in and support them because uh, something that battleground did with 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 Victoria I know is they supported her um, in very specific ways so how can we help candidates that we think are strong and that can win
1: um one of the things that battleground um, is great at doing and it's um, something that we're that we, we do a lot is training. Um, so uh, we have several programs um, that we, we do where uh, candidates uh, or people that are interested in running for politics come um, and it's a weekend long uh, event where they, they get trained on, on like the best practices and all that. Um, they even get a mentor. Um, and uh, that's one of the, the ways that, that you do that, you train people that you feel have that you know that little spark or that that thing you know it's just the thing that sometimes people have and and um and you build on that um and you know uh i think that's really really important um because we do have a lot of people that are are taking that that leadership role and want to take that leadership role um you know because of what has happened in the last few months you know i think a lot of people are now taking a stand and they're really wanting to get involved and 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 one of the ways they're doing that is is through um running for office um so yeah i think the training part is really really crucial and um and so that's one of the things that we really do a lot
0: and so for the candidate trainings that you're talking about like what are some of the elements of that like what if for a candidate to be a good candidate what are some things that they they need to
1: learn um well fundraising is always important right so uh that's one of the things uh that that's important um how to uh you know recruit people um you know like staff wise uh and also through volunteer uh volunteer recruitment as well so um basically like it's training on on things that are like big picture like fundraising and things like that but also the grassroots level because as Democrats, we, we run very grassroots uh, program, um, so that's a very important part of it. And and um, you know, teaching and them learning about like field plans and things like that. Those are that's really important um, for a candidate as well.
0: So, you know, we talk a lot. So you you, you said that uh, battleground Texas is a is a grassroots organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so like dig into that a little bit. So what exactly does that mean?
1: um it's just like com- going into the community you know you and finding those people that are passionate about about uh, a cause or about an issue or or a candidate um and finding them and and meeting them where they are and talking to them and um getting them involved in the process and that's you know either you do that um on the phones at the doors at coffee shops um I've met tons of people uh, at a Starbucks, sitting down with all of my with my laptop and all the stickers. And people come up to me and ask me, you know, hey, um, what are what are you with or what do you what do you do? And and uh, sign people people up like that. Some of my volunteers are this year are are because I met them at Starbucks. So. Um it's very grassroots, a very uh, l- that type of level. Um,
0: yeah, I have noticed that you, you have a lot of stickers on your yeah. uh, on your laptop. So so one thing that you would recommend to be a grassroots organizer is put stickers on your it, laptop. It it definitely helps. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's helped a lot.
0: Okay. And so, you know, moving into like the, the work that you're currently doing, because I know uh-huh. that you've been here in Dallas County for about two months now. Yeah. Um so what are the what are some of the things that you focused on in that time?
1: Um, so one of the big focuses obviously is voter registration. Um, so we've, we've really hit the ground running with that. Um, one of the things that, or programs that we've, uh, been, that I've been really focused on is our student voter initiative. Um, and that is, uh, been a program that's been really successful Um, it is a program where we go into the high schools and uh, do a curriculum with the students so we don't just go in there and register them you know we go through uh, a lesson with them they actually get to do a mock election um, create a voter guide and really um, you know think about like how they're gonna vote on whatever issue that it is they're voting on and it's very engaging. They kind of see how how it works in Texas, um, based on like statistics and all of that. And then um, and then they get to then we register them at the end. Um, anybody that's eligible. So uh, that's been really great. Um, and overall, as uh, since. Uh, March, we've registered about like 600, a little over that, uh, 600 vote, new uh, voters, and majority have been are are going to be first-time voters um, that fall within the 18 to 24 year, year old category. So um, that's huge. Yeah, and and
0: I think we, we were talking earlier about the effects of that uh, because mm-hmm. you were able, or battleground Texas was able to register 2,000 around 2,000 voters uh, for Vic, in Victoria Nieves' uh, district, yes. HD 107. Yep. And um, that was over the course of a year and a half. Um, And her margin was, what, 800-something votes? Yeah, she won by
1: 836 votes.
0: 836 votes. So you can definitely see, you know, the connection there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And with the registration numbers that you're looking at, um, the seven uh, Republican-held House districts, um, do you think that that, can have an impact on our ability to win in, in those house districts? Oh,
1: definitely. Um, you know, we have the numbers that we have now um, are not enough to win uh, elections, right? Um, but when you add more people into and expand the electorate, um, that is is huge to winning any election. And um, Victoria's district is, is very, that's one of the, the biggest examples of why voter registration is so important. Um, and they did an incredibly great job there um, registering that many people.
0: And, and I think it's, it's interesting looking back at how people perceived that district because it was gerrymandered to be a safe Republican yeah. district. Um, and the fact that she was able to win, um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, really puts some... It you know, changes the the dynamics in a lot of the other races. I know that HD108, which is next to hers, is another one that's considered yeah. to be a completely safe Republican district. But now some of those districts might, along with these efforts that you're talking about, might actually be... You know, somewhat in play, yeah, uh, which is which is pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it is exciting, um, and that's why voter registration is more important than ever, um, and it just gets more important in every election that we have. And um, we're still going to continue to register more voters in House District 107, even though we registered, you know, to over 2,000 last year. So, um, voter registration never stops being important, um, and you can see that because uh, over 300,000 people. Students turn 18 every year in Texas. So that's huge, you know, and we got to continue to, 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 you know, register uh, that demographic as well. And how
0: many of those 300,000 vote right now? Like a, a general percentage of 18 year olds?
1: Um, oof. Not very many. I don't even know. I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you the, the exact percentage. There's the
0: lowest voter engagement. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah. And if, you know, only 20% of eligible registered voters actually vote in texas elections, so hmm. that number is not very high yeah,
0: yeah it's 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 pretty yeah it's pretty depressing yeah um so i guess the you know the other thing about battleground texas is that it's it's a it's completely state focused mm-hmm. um which is i think something you know when you look at indivisible that's a difference mm-hmm. these indivisible started off with a focus on congressional districts right but you know Looking at at that, why is it important that we also focus on the state house, not just on the congressional districts?
1: I mean, because the state house really impacts us, you know, here directly. And um, when when you make progress at the state level, then you can that spills over into the the federal level. And and um, so you know, what what's happening in Austin. Um, is really really important obviously to Texas and when we get the people in there those Democrats in there then that makes it much easier to get those people the congressional uh, candidates to DC right um, so that's that's why it's incredibly important um, to, to have a lot of focus at the state level Um, and in those house districts, and even at the local level, at the, you know, the municipal elections just happened recently. And, and those are really, really important. And important things happen there, too. So
0: yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Um, So, you know, the legislative session is almost over. Yep. Um, Was there anything particularly egregious that stood out to you that the uh, Republicans passed this legislative session?
1: I mean, SB4, obviously, that's like a really, really, that one just like it's really heartbreaking you know and um, I think you you see that and it's it I just you know like I, I'm a loss for words for it because it's just really really sad to see that um, a party can be just so focused on on something that's not beneficial to our state and um, and I think this really stood out to me. Um, I've been to a, a few of the events for Beto O'Rourke, and he talks about how El Paso—it's a border town, and it's one of the safest cities in the state—and um, that's very telling of how this this um, this law now is is not beneficial to our state, and it's not going to make it safer. Um, so that that to me was one of the ones that really just you know broke my heart, a lot, but also like put that fuel that you need to keep going, you know, cause you want to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. And, um, so yeah, that, w- that one definitely, definitely stood out to me.
0: And I, and I think that it's really important to remember that every Republican, except for Joe Strauss, the speaker of the house voted for, yeah. uh, SB four, and Joe Strauss just sat it out. He, he didn't vote. So uh, there was seven votes that came out of Dallas County, uh, for that bill. Um, well, so if anybody wants to get involved with Battleground Texas, uh, where should they go? What should they look up?
1: So they can start uh, by going to battlegroundtexas.com, um, and they can sign up through there. Um, but I'm happy to, uh, you know, give out my information. I've passed it along to many Please
0: outlets give out your information
1: yeah so um, if anyone's interested in getting involved directly here in Dallas um, my phone number is 210-954-3862 and you can call me directly um, and my email address is tbermea at battleground can you spell that out yeah it's t as in tom b as in boy e-r m as in mary e-a at battleground com.
0: all right Thank you, Terry.
1: Thanks so much, Jay.
0: So thanks for listening to the Indivisible DFW podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please subscribe. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, also write a review if you like it. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter. It's DFW Indivisible. Facebook, facebook.com slash Indivisible DFW. We also have Instagram, Indivisible DFW. And you can find our website, IndivisibleDFW.org. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful day.